It's part two, right after part one. From your pals, Geeksters. And welcome to episode 143, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Hi, everybody. All right, let's get back to this conversation. In part two, Erica brings an article that we kind of teased last week about um, typecasting. Yes. Which I say stereotyping. <laughs> I feel it's the same thing. You being typecast as a certain person <laughs> means that you have a stereotype. That you, if you look like a badass, you're stereotyped as a badass. You can say typecasting, I say stereotype. That's all it really comes down to. You say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> all right, I'm... I mean, um, I, I, I can understand where, because I think the word stereotype has a negative connotation. Yeah. But I mean, again, it's a stereotype. I think typecasting has a negative connotation, too. I completely, in a way, yeah. I completely agree, but I think mine's probably a little harsher. Because <laughs> yes. people go like, oh, you're, stere- you're so stereotypical. But I mean, if you have, for example, like uh, Jim Carrey in a comedy, he's going to act a certain way. That's a stereotype. Yeah. Of Jim Carrey. Not yeah. of a person, but like if I was going to be cast in a movie, I wouldn't, I would very unlikely be the hero of the picture. I would be typecast or stereotyped as the, oh, you're the fat, funny guy you think you are. So we're going to have you be the, the the friend that gets killed in like the first 20 minutes of the movie. You know, but it's an important scene because that motivates the hero to find justice. So, you know, I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> or... You'll never get the hot chick because you're stereotypically the fat guy in the movie. Yeah. Like, very rarely is that. I think the only movie that actually really worked in was um, Knocked Up. But she was a fucking bitch in that movie, so, you know. <laughs> and she needed to be drunk to, you know, to fuck the fat guy, Seth Rogen. And it just happened she got knocked up, and hence the name of the movie. But stereotypically, you know. <laughs> do you do you maybe, like, off... off? Huh? Off show talk about your problems. No, no, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. It's I would feel like I would be a stereotype. I see. I see this ongoing like yeah, grouchy theme going on gr- since part Have three. You listened to the show ever? I'm always grouchy. That's a stereotype, Ed. I would be the grouchy best friend. That kind of. I would be the guy. <clears throat> if this was a Breakfast Club, I would be Judd Nelson. The whole like pff, whatever, you know, <laughs> <coughs> like life sucks. Get a helmet, you know, like no, you'll never make it as a hero. You'll never be the star quarterback, Joey. <laughs> I mean, there's a difference between your normal grouchiness and like fuck this. Oh no, no, no! I'm just saying. I, I think that you know, I would be typecast, but it's because of a stereotype that when people see me, they automatically assume something. So like we want. Like Samuel Jackson, you assume that he's a bad guy. You know, I mean, a badass. Yeah. You know, because he has that, he's stereotyped as the badass in other movies or typed cast. <laughs> there you go. It, it's an interchangeable word to me. You know, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. <laughs> I, it's not really interchangeable. It's just that he slipped up. No, I honestly do believe a, a, a stereotype is a typecast. A typecast is a stereotype. <laughs> I, I I do believe those two words are interchangeable. I'm not. I would honestly try to be like, no, Ed. No, I honestly do feel. Okay. I personally do feel that those words are interchangeable. I think that political correctness has has don't doesn't like the word. You can say you're typecast as a certain type, yeah, because it helps you with your career. 
But if if you say, well, you're stereotyped as this, mm. it because the word has so many negatives behind it, yeah. people are like, no, you can't say that to somebody. Like, hey, you know what? You like to save money, and you're whiny, and you have a big nose. I'm going to typecast you as a Jew. <laughs> like, <laughs> see what I'm saying? <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm saying you're Jewish, aren't you? What are you saying? You're just going on stereotypes. No, I'm typecasting you. I'm looking for a Jewish guy to play in my movie. You look Jewish, so therefore you could be that role in that movie. Shalom. Exactly. See? But you're working on those stereotypes to typecast me. Why? I, maybe. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you fit a type. And that type is beneficial to the both of us, see? And I need somebody that kind of looks like you and sounds like you. And you get paid for looking and sounding like you. It's win-win. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. so Erica basically brings this article about, you know, typecast. Stereotyping. Who, yeah, stereotyping. <laughs> Ten people who were typecast or stereotyped in yeah. certain roles. Right. Some of them we don't agree with. Some of them we do agree with. And the, the fun thing is that the article is like two years old. So we kind of, some of the people on the list, we kind of go, well, they kind of, did they get away from that stereotype or typecast? Yeah. Or not? So <laughs> you sit back and you be the judge while you listen to the fine program. And of course, then we talk about what's coming out in Blu-ray and DVD and video games. So yeah, yeah. sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Geeksters live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right, so uh, let's get right back with the show with a little bit of life, the universe, and everything with Erica. What do you got for us this week? All right, so last week we talked about um, 10 actors who couldn't, or maybe it was eight, I forget. It was 10. It was, 10. It was, a, it was a list <laughs> of actors who couldn't escape their Doctor Who roles, right. and we talked about whether or not that was true. So this week, we're going to be talking about the 10 most typecast actors. All right. This is from Complex.com. I, I, that Darth Vader actor, always, always stereotyped as a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> now, granted, just so you guys know, this article is about two and a half years old. So That's okay. You know. But I think it's still relevant. If it's an actor that's still being working today, we can at least kind of go, yeah, you know what? They haven't been, if this article is two years old, they haven't busted away from that stereotype, or maybe we can say they just started busting away from that yeah. stereotype. So, all right, all right. so number ten, Jennifer Aniston. So two years ago, this was two years ago. Yeah, so they're typecasting her as the bland romantic comedy star. <laughs> all right, I all like right. the word bland. That's, well, okay, that and fits no- it. I think they do give some notable examples too of of the movies that they've been in where they've kind of fallen into that stereotype. Uh, just go with it. The breakup, love happens, rumor has it, and along came Polly. By the way, none of which I've seen. <laughs> okay. None of which I know. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to... Uh, you keep talking. I'm looking for... So they're saying that Jennifer Aniston's been a star for nearly 20 years. We still don't know much about her capabilities as an actress because every role she takes are about as safe as they come. She's okay. only found in cookie-cutter romantic comedies where she plays the lovelorn lead that either leads to... Uh, that either needs to move on to another man or fight for the one she's after. This All was right. two years ago, two right? Two years ago. So that would make it 2012. 12. Okay. I just want to throw this out here. Horrible Bosses came out in 2011. Ah! ah. Just, and that was so, 
not Jennifer. I actually like Jennifer Anderson in this role because she was so mm-hmm. opposite of what she's usually at. And I have seen that movie. That that movie was funny. Like she, <clears throat> yeah, she, I thought she had good like um, good comedic chops for the role that she had. Yeah, I mean, I think she's she's a fair actress. Yeah, but, okay, well, she, I can go with that. The, um, the one but that she was what did in she about... do after 2012? She's done anything more recently? Um, okay, all right. Well, she's done We're the Millers. That's the one I was thinking of where she's play- she plays a stripper. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, she also was in Horrible Bosses too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cake. I don't know what that is. She's funny that way. I don't know what that is. Life of Crime again. Don't Cake, know what that I think, is. is was a serious role for her. Yeah, it was. Okay. Like, um, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, she was, was in drama Burning... in 2014. Yeah, she was in Burning Love, a, a drama um, a TV series for a little bit. Okay, here Wanderlust. we go. Um, Cake. Uh, she plays a woman named Claire, an acerbic pl- but pleasant woman who has become embittered with her life after surviving a car accident which killed her child and left her in chronic pain. Her fascination with Nina, a woman in her chronic pain support group has rec- who recently committed suicide, leads her to visit Nina's home and befriend her husband and son oh, okay. together. Oh, okay. I'm already. I'm already. Yeah. I'm, you already so lost me. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's not a drama. It's, it's not, not a stereotypical, perky, mm-hmm. comic, comedic lead. So yeah. she did break her. Yeah, role. she did. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Who's next? Michael Sarah, typecast as the awkward indie teen. Okay, um, all right. Like in Arrested Development, Youth and Revolt, Superbad, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Juno, Year One, and Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Okay, okay. Um, I can see. Yeah, I gotta be honest. That that's probably accurate. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah, he is. But I'm gonna say again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it this way. Just because you're stereotyped in a role is never not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Some people have let, made a career out of this. There's not a lot of kind of nerdy-esque kind of actors. So when you have somebody like a Michael Sarah who sells it really well and you can buy it as that, he's the kind of guy you, when you, when you're, when you're, um, I'm going to say this, when you're looking, when you're casting a movie and they go, you know what? This guy's kind of like a Michael Sarah like Yeah. You know. Yeah. Odds are he's going to get the part. Yeah, odds are going to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be that guy that's going to wind up winning the part because there is nobody else like him that is believable as that nerdy kind of character. Yeah. Yep. Okay, who's next? All right, next one. Now, this is part of why this list popped up on my radar. Christopher Lee. And okay. He's typecast as the crazy supervillain um, from Star Wars prequels, Lord of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Dracula, and the Curse <clears throat> of Frankenstein. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say it like this: this person, I don't know if they're trying to say that it's a bad thing or a good thing because Christopher Lee has 278 credits to his acting mm-hmm. career. Yeah. All right. And he put out a metal album. Well, uh, but but the, you know to stick with the the, the genre at hand. Yeah. yeah. If he did 278 movies as being the bad guy, guess what? He's damn well earned the right mm-hmm. to be that stereotype if he's that damn good yeah. at it. Well, he's but- also played Sherlock Holmes at one point. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, he there's... was also a, the Jabberwocky in Alice in Wonderland, the 2010 movie. Oh, I oh, forgot right, about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, he was in Hugo as Monsieur Lebeze, whatever. By the way, so this person is, I think, saying it's a negative thing. Um, so he talks first about actors and actresses who can play virtually any part like Gary Oldman, Ed Norton. Um, but, um, Gary Oldman, I can buy. Cause I mean, Gary Oldman's one of those kind of characters. He's like, kind of, he's you, good. You as a see guy. certain, you see certain roles yeah, but, and you go, that's Gary Oldman. You're like, oh, yeah. no way. That's yeah. But not he's, Gary yeah, he has kind of melded. Like when you watch him in true romance as mm-hmm. the, 
Jamaican yeah. drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And then you see him as, you know, Commissioner Gordon in the Batman movies. Mm-hmm. He looks completely different. Yeah. Or, or the bad guy from The Fifth Element. Yeah. Or Dracula. Or uh, Sid and Nancy when he plays yes. suspicious. Yeah. I was like, wow. Like he, I Or see... Sirius Black. Yeah. He has definitely... There's not... I don't think he's ever really been in a movie where he is himself as an actor. Yeah. yeah. He's always... It's melted. not like Quentin Tarantino where Quentin Tarantino just plays... Yeah. When, 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 yeah he plays Zorg in uh, The Fifth Element. Uh, the... Yeah. I, said, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I forgot his name, though. Yeah. So that's, that's the kind of thing, though. All but right. this is what the writer says. Um, these actors, um, oh, there are countless actors and actresses who get pigeonholed into one type of role for the entirety of their career. These actors recycle their performances over and over. And while they can achieve some success doing this, it ultimately weakens their legacy. Bullshit. It cannot weaken Christopher Lee's legacy. I don't, I don't believe that at all because. And next to not working at all or being known as one of the worst actors being typecast is most actors biggest fear. So that's what he's saying that it is. How old did you say this was two years ago? Two years I mean, I okay. Let's we'll, let's continue on your list, and then we'll kind of evaluate. Well, let's see. Though Christopher Lee, though, is an actor. <clears throat> at that time, he was he was pretty much done Star Wars at that time. And well, he was two years ago. Um, he was in from two years forward. That's 2012. We all agree. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Dark Shadows. He was in The Hobbit. They uh, trained to Lisbon. The girl from Nagasaki. Uh, the Lego The Hobbit video game. The Hobbit Battle of the Five Armies. Extraordinary Tales as a voice, and he did complete, believe it or not, Angels in Notting Hill as the boss, comma, Mr. President. So he does have one more movie under his belt. I don't know if he's the bad guy in it or not. But. Right, but I'm just saying, though, he's, Christopher Lee's one of those kind of characters. He was in his 80s, right? I think 90s. 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 I mean, they were talking about when he was doing Star Wars, it's like they, they had a super. He was 93 yeah. when he passed away. You know, when he was a super as, as, a, as an actor. So, I mean, it's not like, I mean, he's got a great acting range, but mm-hmm. it's just not like he can do a lot of physical things. That's yeah. the right, other. right. But I think what you're saying is he mainly gained his notoriety from playing Dracula in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it was Hammer film. And the, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the, to back it up with, you know, Scaramanga from Band of the Golden Gun. Gone, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's a guy who. I'm going to say that this person's probably around our age, maybe a little younger, maybe a little older. So you figure he's from the 70s. So he knows him from the Hammer films, mm-hmm. from the, the – he doesn't know what else he might have done. Or he looks at these movies and kind of go, oh, well, I have always known him as a bad guy. But even if even if that's the case, he was really fucking good at right, being but a he's, bad guy. I get, this like, guy's, and it's not a bad thing. All right. So what? who's next on that? guys hit list number seven is steve buscemi typecast as the smarmy weirdo from fargo ghost world and con air which steve buscemi has been in um, two years ago right yeah he's been on uh what the hell's that show boardwalk um, empire yeah as uh, nucky thompson mm-hmm. uh, and that started in 2010 um i mean again all right uh... so what he's saying is and he, he did actually mention Boardwalk Empire saying he's changing pers- uh, perceptions by playing corrupt politician Nucky Thompson in HBO's Boardwalk Empire. But Steve Buscemi will always be the creepy loner with the pencil thin mustache to us. Sporting a head of greasy hair, thrift store clothing and a crooked smile. Buscemi was typecast for years as either a harmless weirdo in Billy Madison or a sociopathic sociopathic creeper. Uh, in Con Air in movies from every genre. OK, uh, I, I, I'm going to say this person. Did not reference the one movie that he should be recognized for as Mr. Pink in Reservoir Dogs. Dogs, Mm -hmm. That kind of gave him, I think, the launch pad of being that kind of off balance, 
Why is he get? Can I? Why do I have to be Mr. Pink? Can yeah. I be another color? You're Mr. Pink. Now shut the fuck up. You know that. You know, like yeah. he kind of made that role that part his. And I think that people go, we need somebody like that. Again, it all comes down to, well, we'll continue on. But like I said, that whole, um, you look a certain type, you act a certain type, and if you're really, really good at it, you're going to keep getting those roles. Yeah. All right, who's next? Number six is Helena Bottom Carter, typecast as any eccentric female in a Tim Burton film. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. I mean, so far, he's kind of hit the, that's, that's a bullseye, but... In fairness, I hope they mentioned that she was married to Tim Burton. You know, yeah. so it's kind of like, hey, honey, I'm doing a move, new movie. They do. All right. Yeah. It's like, hey, honey, I'm, I'm doing a movie. You want to be in it? Yeah. All right, I got a part for you. So you kind of know going in, you're going to be the... Because even in the Harry Potter movies, she looked like she was right out of a Tim Burton yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> even, even then, like, Helena Bonham Carter has always been one of my favorite actresses. Right. Because she does Tim Burton films so well. And I love Tim Burton. That's the thing. Right. Like, I mean, some of his movies I can kind of take or leave a little bit. They've gotten a little not as good. Like, um, Dark Shadows, I, I liked it, but I didn't feel it was as good as it could have been. Okay. Um, but, like, Big Fish. Her performance in Big Fish made me cry. Like, I, I've, I didn't see the one. I mean, yeah. I saw Dark Shadows, and I loved it only for the homage that it tried I did, playing the over-the-top of the, for the, homage. For the, over yeah. the top soap opera that the TV show was. Yeah. But, like, you know? I mean, you know, and she did, um, so she did Cinderella. She played the Sorry. fairy godmother in Cinderella. <laughs> Beautifully done. Oh, okay. Like, and it was funny, but, too. Like, okay. they gave her some, it showed she does have some good comedic timing. Okay, well, again, that is a current movie to compose to an article that's two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, so two, know, okay, so two I, years I, okay, ago, this way. Alice in Wonderland, yeah, it's a Tim Burton film, but she was good in it. She was also in Fight Club. Yes, of course, yeah. But I'm um, saying is she was in Cinderella. She's divorced to Tim Burton. Now she's getting different roles mm-hmm. to kind of, because I guess Tim's like, hey, I'm making another movie. I can't. You know, like, I, Fuck, why did I divorce her? I, she's going to get half of it anyway. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> All right, well, who's next? All right, so next up is Samuel L. Jackson. Typecast, uh, typecast is the badass. Um, yeah, or, or, or as Ted puts it in the trailer, you have, the, have you ever seen any movie? He's the black, black guy, guy in every movie. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah, Sam L. Jackson. I mean, you know, yeah, but you know what? Again, when you, for better or for worse, when you need a character like that, he seems to be willing to do that. Like, and he, yeah, and, again, and he does well. He does it well. Like, it was funny because well, that's I, the I, thing. Like, I don't think Samuel L. Jackson plays a badass in every film. There's a few films that like it was a total departure from what like his normal like yeah, that, like, that, like, like badass like, is normal for him. Like his role in Jurassic Park. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I'm oh, thinking it's going. What part was he? Saying? Oh yeah, he was. He was the other technician. Yes, roll your butts <laughs> is what he has to say. But the, he was also in um, uh, Kill Bill Volume One. He played. He was a small part. Yeah. But he was. He played the organist. You know. Right. Right? That was. Yeah. That was. He. He like kind of dominated that scene a little bit when they. You know. When you have Samuel L. Jackson on on the big screen in front of you, chances are he's going to pull your attention away yeah. from everything mm-hmm. else. And, and I. And that's because of how his body of work. It would be like if we're all sitting here talking, and all of a sudden you hear James Earl Jones talking in the studio. We would all shut the fuck up and go, oh, my God, that is James Earl Jones. That voice is so iconic. Holy shit. So when you have Samuel, you know, Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty, 
<laughs> if he starts, you know, if he starts talking, you're going to go, oh, my God, is he going to yell at me? Because that's going to be awesome. But again, <laughs> like, it's one of those things where, yeah, he's typecast as a badass, but who's going to fuck with him? Exactly. Like, he is he is good <clears throat> at what he does. Right. And but, I I enjoy watching him work. But they also played so Mace good. Windu in the, in the Star Wars series. Yeah, the badass. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it was Which, a badass. You ain't going, you kidding me? Okay, here you go, Darcy. It's not going to kick your ass. Hand me, hand me my lightsaber. Which one is it? When it's his bad motherfucker on it. I saw a t-shirt and I was, it was another one. I'm sitting there going, should I order that for my boyfriend? It had him as Mace Windu saying, the force motherfucker, you heard of it? Yeah. I'm just saying, it's, it's, I mean, even as Mace Windu, you knew when Sam L. Jackson is in a room, there is a possibility of shit going down and you want him on your side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. They could be talking. It could be the Samuel. I could watch Samuel L. Jackson play every role in Twelve Angry Men. I would. Watch, <laughs> I would pay to watch him fucking read the goddamn phone I, book for two. Come hours. on, who here hasn't heard the "Go to Fuck to Sleep" read by Samuel L. Jackson? I love them. <laughs> you know I love that book. So it's one of those like, all right. But again, who cares? He does yeah. it well. Yeah. All right, who else is on all that right. list? Number four, Christopher Walken. Typecast as a neurotic psychotic. Uh, uh, notable examples, Batman Returns, Deer Hunter, True Romance, and Seven Psychopaths. I, I, you know, I, I, so you know I wouldn't what? necessarily call Here's him. Here's the problem. I, I don't feel like that's an accurate description. I do feel like he's a little typecast, but I don't feel like that's an accurate description. Like, I'm going to say he, he he does come, like, you got to see Hustler. Um, Pujol, I'm, Pujol, I'm sorry, Pujol Junkies. He doesn't play a crazy guy. He plays the father. Uh, he plays a billionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he has that moment where he just says something that really seems like really off the wall and crazy, but it makes sense for his character to say that to a person. I don't know. Like, I'm going to say, like, look at the movie, like, Dead Zone. I thought that he was perfect. He was mm-hmm. kind of crazy, but he was also supposed to be crazy. Well, a little not- bit. Well, like, Sleepy. catch me if you can. He played the father. Yeah. Right. Know, and he wasn't really crazy well, in that one. True. Know? Again, go back to True Romance where he's the Sicilian. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah, he's a little crazy because he's fucking nuts. I mean, Sleepy Hollow, he played, you know, now yeah, granted, movie. most of the movies walking around with no head. Yeah, but, but he, but the bit that he did as the headless horseman, I thought was really well yeah, done. He, and it, but that's because it's him. Yeah. And it's, but that movie for when me, because when I, when I Jerry watched... Jerry Lewis, hey, uh, I'm a horseman. Uh, oh, yeah, I lost my head. Uh, you're like, oh, come on. But when I watched that movie, that's one of the few movies that when I see him... Because normally when I see it, it's like, oh, it's Christopher Walken. But that was one of the movies that it took me out of that moment where I was like, no, right. that's a dead German guy who's going to kill everybody right. right now. Yeah. So I, I do agree that he's sort of typecast, but I don't agree with... With what their typecast? Okay, who's num- what number was that? That was number four. Four. Okay, who's number three? Number three, Peter Lorre. This, mm. this guy, the guy with the eyes. Yeah, we well, you know. You- oh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Redfield. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah. Actually, I'm gonna Redfield I'm gonna... from the. I'm, 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 I yeah. got him. Okay, so he's being typecast as the creepy foreigner. Okay. Uh, or sorry, creepy foreign villain. Um, notable examples, M, the man who knew too much, and the face behind the mask. He was one of the earliest examples of a typecasted actor stuck in the same role, but to his credit, he made himself a Hollywood legend because of it. Okay, hold, played... hold on. Yeah. I, I, got a, I got a flag on the play here. Right. The guy was acting, he was born in 1904 and his career, he died in 1964. 
He's done 113. I'm going to say there is not a lot of fucking Macbeths for that guy. If you looked a certain way, you got stereotyped, and that's how you got work. And that was that, was that time. Like yeah. You, it was very easy to get stereotyped. Yeah, he, in 1931, he was, he was Renfield. Mm. Um, let's see, where is it? Where did that come on? I mean, he was he was in a lot of like mysteries, drama, like dramatic was he? roles. I don't see him in that. I he was, he was in Arsenic de- and Old Lace. He was definitely in Casablanca. Yeah. You know, he, The Raven. Yeah, I mean. Mm. Uh, okay. Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Oh yeah. Voyage okay. to the Bottom of the Sea, All Through the Night. Um, I know who he is. I, now that you mentioned these titles, I'm like, yeah. oh, I know that actor. He's the guy with like the really crazy bug uh, eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but that was the thing. At that time, if you look a certain way, you get stereotyped into that role. That's yeah, because just the way it that, was. That, was, like, that was that was Hollywood. Yeah, that was Hollywood in the '30s. Not that it's changed that much, but you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, but yeah. So he always uh, played like the smarmy sidekick in a lot of movies. Like, yes, boss. I'm sorry, that was Dwight Fry who was Renfield in, in the '31 version. Of Dracula. Okay. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, but that's the point. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Of course, he's going to get typecast. Yeah, he was. He had that that crazy bug-eyed look. So, yeah, I I mean, but again, he made a career out of it, and he, you know, if you're only going to do one thing, be really fucking good at what you do, and that's what he did. Yep. Yeah. And I don't think it necessarily hurt him. I mean, he worked. Man got a career out of it. So, so just depends how much he got paid for it. Well, that's true. Well, back then, I mean. Five dollars. I'm rich. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. So number two, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Wow. Whoa. Morgan Freeman. Whoa. Morgan Freeman. I was looking at the typecast as, and it oh, came out. Oh man. Morgan Freeman. Insulted. Morgan Freeman. All right, go ahead. Typecast as the wise old man. I'm I was jumping di- forward, and that's e- why. Erica, I'm very disappointed in you. I'm not racist, I My swear. My name is Morgan Freeman. I know. I am a free man. <laughs> I'm just named Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm that's not why racist. my friend Andy Dufresne <laughs> swam through a river of shit. I'm a free man. <laughs> oh, actually, wait, real quick, going back to Peter Lorre. Um, so Joe just messaged me. He actually turned down eye surgery to keep getting those roles. Yeah, see, there you go. So. He could have if he wanted to. He's got Marty Feldman eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Morgan Freeman. All right, is a free man. Uh, typecast is the wise old man. Um, <laughs> sorry. Okay, well now I'm gonna Yay for emancipation. Like, okay, yes, he is typecast as that, but I think that uh, the man taught me how to read. You know, in an electric company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the voice. He was literally God in a movie. Yeah. And he does a shit ton of stuff for the Nature Channel, like the yeah. Discovery Channel. Yeah. Like, a, what's that wormhole? So he has established, and even in Lucy, which I saw, he plays like the guy, like the head of this. Yeah. And, and in Red. Right. In Red, he played a fucking secret agent. <clears throat> it was awesome. Like... Right. But he, he come. It's, again, that, that vibe of calmness thing. Yeah. But in, like, yeah. I'm a wise old black man. So you he's listening. in Ted too. Yeah, I know. I didn't That's know where that. Ted goes. You know, do you have anything to add? And Ted goes, 
I don't want to lay in a bed made of your voice. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, he, he comes off. He want, yeah. I mean, again. But I feel like he has a wide enough range as far as um, types of roles that he's played. Like, he's played God. He played Lucius Fox. He played, you know. Right. But in all those roles, he I has. Mean, yeah. Been he's the- basically being him. But it, the role fits who he is. Yeah, and that's why you know he's good at his job. All right, so now who is the number one person? You want to take any guesses? Number one stereotype. Um, is it male or female? Male. Okay. I will tell you. Johnny Depp. That's my guess. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm a little surprised he's not on this list. No, because he's different in every movie. Literally it's different. Just, it's just makeup. Right. He's the same character. Makeup um, in three accents. I'm going to say who is... I will, t- I, I will give you one more clue. An older actor who has passed away. <laughs> Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're only stereotyping. You only had one role. <laughs> I'm really proud of you, Ed. That was a good one. Older actor... Uh, who, Leonard Nimoy? No. Oh. oh. That would have been a good one. That would have been a good choice. Uh, good like choice. Good Survey. choice. <laughs> John Wayne. Yeah. That, that doesn't count. Typecast as the cowboy and soldier. Uh, notable examples, Stagecoach, True Grit, uh, they were expendable and <coughs> Red River. I, I honestly... Red, re, re, look, Bravo. I'm going to say two years ago, he should have picked people who were fucking alive. Peter Lorre and John Wayne... Or I thought now Christopher Lee was alive at the time. Yes. But... I think Peter Lurie and John Wayne for certain should not be number one on that list. I would I would tend to think that Leonard Nimoy would probably be on top of my list. Yeah. As, as, because he was pigeonholed Spock. as Spock. Yeah. And ever since then, he even wrote a book that I am not Spock. Like, stop fucking doing and this to me. he was a photographer. A lot of people yeah. never... The, you know who knew he was a photographer? <coughs> Everybody who was protesting his photography. Yeah. So, that I mean, was it. And, well, the, and, his subjects. And photos. His subjects. <laughs> All right. It's not like he was just sneaking up going... It's very logical. Okay. <laughs> right. Three people knew. The people who were protesting his artwork, art students, and his subjects. And that was it. And him. And, and, and four people. Uh, <laughs> he didn't know either. Probably, I'm sure. I was? <laughs> what? what? I took pictures? Yes, my good friend, Leonard, you took pictures. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Did I get paid for it? It doesn't matter to you it's about the art <laughs> but i gotta pay my rent <laughs> all right so i'm taking a look at at um john wayne's filmography we had like and seven films to his name no he actually <laughs> had a good number <laughs> i'm just kidding around <laughs> like he's a fucking nobody no I mean, john wayne john wayne come on everyone he, he you was, know i actually saw a movie was, from the 70s called no, he was alone. the bomb as Genghis Khan. Yeah, <laughs> but he was like he played. Uh, uh, of course, he was in the Longest Day. He was a he was a uh, the Green Berets, the Quiet Man, uh, the Quiet yeah. Man. I mean, yeah, he he played a cop in the seventies. I True can't remember. Seventies. Um, he yeah. was Big Jake. Big Jake was it? Big Jake? That no, wasn't Big Jake. That wasn't <laughs> the Cowboys. I'm looking at the movies in the seventies. The Train Robbers. Uh, Cahill's U.S. Marshal. I'm going to think that that's probably it. No. <laughs> no? It. No. McHugh? McHugh. That's the movie. All right. 
That was a good movie. I mean, when do you think it of was John? bad, but it was good. When your nickname is the Duke, you don't have much of a. You're either a cowboy or a ruler in England. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am the Duke of Orleans. And here's the thing, you know, when you, um, when you think of John Wayne, yeah, you think of cowboys and you think of soldiers. Yeah, like, because yeah, I, I do agree he's typecast, but at the same time, number one, he didn't just do cowboy and soldier movies. Unfortunately, I think the other ones kind of got buried mm. in there. But again, I don't know, it's look, what look, he did, and he I'm did look, it. I gotta be well. honest. I'm looking at his list, and all I see are uh, like um, the Green Berets, the War Wagon, the Beverly Hillbillies. He was a TV show, but he played himself. <laughs> um, El Dorado. He was in the uh, the Lucy Show. Yeah, um, but maybe the, in the beginning because of Donovan's Reef, he probably yeah. Wasn't. But the thing was with his the the way the genre movies were. Westerns were big back yeah. then until the 60s when it's Sputnik like, and the whole space program took over. And then, you know, more space movies came out at right, that point. Right, right. It's, it's kind of like you're a, like a slave to what's hot at the moment in the in that era. Yeah. When cowboy movies were big, you get the biggest star to be a cowboy and he becomes stereotyped as that because that's all they were making. There yeah. was no Iron Man back in 1964 in the movies. Yeah. You know, if, and it, again, it, it it speaks to the time. You did one thing, you yeah. did it well. You ended up sticking with it. You yeah, know? if it you're was, gonna, it was steady income. You're making you're making your money by on the backs of doing something that you're good at. Hence, the I'm a good as a cowboy. Mm-hmm. You know, he make a good Superman. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Drop that Kryptonite pilgrim. Listen up, pilgrim. You think you can come in here in my town and tell me a thing or two about a thing or two? Draw! <laughs> you know? I'm not done writing. Hold on. I'll draw your picture of a gun. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, the problem with stereotypes is usually based on truth. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to an acting role, like, okay, Robert Downey Jr., is now a stereotype, but he's a stereotype of himself. Yeah. And t- now in movies, as Iron Man, I don't think there's a. I think there's a very thin lie between Tony Stark, the act, the character, and you know, to RDJ as the actor. Mm. I think he's met a good actor will put part of their personality in every character because you want to connect with the audience. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that's where I think like another person I would say is probably stereotyped is George Clooney. Clooney is the guy. The, han- the handsome, romantic. the handsome, calm, cool shit doesn't phase me. The person me. you want in a crisis. Exactly. Yeah, like exactly. in, in you know, call it gravity. Yeah. Fucking man could talk me down off a ledge. If I was in a, if I was in a clock tower shooting at students, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be like, I'd want <laughs> him to talk me down. That's part of the reason I went to see Tomorrowland because it was a little bit of a departure from what we usually see him <laughs> right. in. And I thought that was, that would be interesting to see if he could pull it off. Even in movies like, what do you call it, The Peacemaker? What was that, that movie where, with Nicole Kidman, where they were going after the nuclear bomb? Peacekeeper? Peacemaker? Oh, you bastards. <laughs> I'm alone in no this clue. one. No I'm clue. I'm alone in this one. Yes, you are. Um, What's it about? <laughs> about a peacemaker. No, I'm, I'm saying it's... it's Nicole he, Kidman was in it? Yeah, Nicole Kidman. It was one of, it's like the second or third movie uh, Clooney was in. Oh, Okay. That's a tough one for me. I don't All know. Right. I'm, I, got, I got his thing right up here. All right. It is. I'm telling you, it's a peacekeeper or peacemaker. Uh, la, la, la. 
But anyway, while Sean looks that up, yeah. I do agree. I don't think some of the older actors should have been on here. The peacemaker. Like, he was Lieutenant Colonel Thomas DeVoe. Okay. Like, I, I don't think that, like, Christopher Lee, maybe, but, like, Peter Lorre and, and um, John Wayne, I kind of feel like it's a little unfair because at the time that they were acting, people got typecast. Like, that's kind yeah. of the way Hollywood worked. I mean, if you if you look back and, and you think about certain actors and, and the roles that they had, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the Ginger Rogers. Boris Karloff and James Bond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never say exactly. never again. You know, Boris Karloff, Lon Chaney, you know, Ginger, yeah, but... Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire. Like, they, they all were sort of typecast into certain yeah, roles. Yeah, you wouldn't see Fred Astaire going in the range of, you know, action-adventure in, in those days. Exactly. Because he was a dancer. Yeah. Yeah, but he was in Battlestar Galactica. He was also in, uh, recall, he was also in, uh, recall, uh, Towering Inferno. But yeah. again, that was after, like, the, the, yeah. their, the main body of work that they did. Yeah, when you say, when you say Fred Astaire walk into a room, first of all, you'd scream, zombie! Yeah. But then, <laughs> after that, after that, you'd want him to dance. Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, Same I, thing with Gene, like, when I think of Gene Kelly, the only thing I think of him is, is dancing, especially yeah. in Singing in the Rain. Right. Like, you know, so... With the big umbrellas swinging yeah. around, yeah, it's how, or dancing with uh, with uh, Jerry, yeah. Jerry the Mouse, yeah, yes, which, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no, I, saw, I, I just watched, exactly I just watched about. it a but, few days ago, and way. I did not, I, I well, never appreciated I when it, I was a kid how hot that man is. What I liked about it though is that uh, Family Guy took that scene yes. and put Stewie in place of Jerry, and it looked awesome, it's beautiful. Um, by the way, the Peacemaker is a U.S. Army colonel and a civilian woman supervising him. Must track down stolen Russian nuclear weapons before they're used by terrorists. All right, all right. Just, just saying. Okay, just saying. So, I, just saying. yeah, I do. But again, Doesn't I do think it was a little unfair okay. that they had the older actors in there. If they were going to go with typecast actors, they either, <coughs> I feel they should have either been all older actors mm-hmm. or get some newer people in there. Like you know, yeah, Helena Bottom Carter, but get I, some new people. Like. Well, uh, I'm, there was. There's, I think Keanu okay. Reeves I think, for me would have been on that list. Uh, J- uh, Jim. Okay. Jim Carrey could have been on that list twice. <laughs> one for the crazy roles mm-hmm. and one for the serious roles. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, Robin Williams. Robin Williams could have been, you know. On, he was. He, well, well, no, he's out of stereotype. Like, as far as you either had him super was, crazy or he was the voice of reason. Yeah. Okay. You know. But that's the thing, though. I mean, it, to put them on that twice, it's not really fair because right. they're doing two different. And I'm not. Right. They're, doing, they're not typecast anymore. Now they're doing two different I, genres. I, I, but, you know what? That is a very good point. But I will allow that. Okay. <laughs> but with Robin Williams, he was kind of typecast because everybody expected him to do crazy shit all the time. And he was like, yeah. look, I'm a dramatic actor, too. <laughs> yeah. And he, he tried his best to break out of that typecast. Like, he was one person who did not want to be the funny, crazy person all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I would have put. Robin, reluctantly, I would have put Robin Williams on I that list. I disagree. I, like I said, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I think he does. I think he does a lot of different roles very well. I mean, we can like, agree to disagree. Yes, I do. Ignorant slut. Yes. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do think he does a lot of different roles really well. I did. Just, did. Sorry. Just, I have. I haven't come terms with it yet. Give, Leave me alone. Give credit where credits due. Life has taken him. <laughs> Shut up. No, it hasn't. No, life has not taken him. Death has. Death has. Let me let me live <laughs> in my fantasy world where Robin Williams is still alive. Um, I mean, but I do. Th- I I do think he did dramatic roles really well. I don't think he got the credit he deserved. For I mean, it. you could be. You know, if you really want to make this this list like really, like petty, 
Schwarzenegger stereotyped. Yeah. yeah. Stallone is stereotyped. Yeah. You know, like Bruce Willis is stereotyped. Yeah. yeah. But know, at like, least they turned it around and said, you know what? Let's have a little fun with it. Yeah. Like, and if they came out. Like, well, they've made millions of dollars with the Expendables. Nobody else is giving us a role, so we're going to make our own roles. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. I mean, why not? Like, if I was pitching. Jason Statham. Jason Statham is a good point. Good, mm. Another good, good choice. But he's also in the Expendables. Yeah, so <laughs> he's the same t- action. Right, yeah, I mean, if you're going to go stereotype, you go with like unless uh, unless the guy considers who wrote this article, action heroes are more uh, are the cheap shot. That's yeah, like, yeah. that's the low hanging fruit that you can pick from. Going, yeah. of course, Schwarzenegger is going to be stereotyped because the guy can't act his way out of the paper bag. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, yeah. another good one. Yes, you know, you'll never see him Bruce reciting Lee. Shakespearean words. Yeah, like me. Be good with English, <laughs> but I mean, let's face it. I would be stiff. You talk I, English good. If, <laughs> if I was, in the, <laughs> I was thinking about. Earlier. Oh no, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Well, that's, <laughs> but he's no, he is forever typecast as the Hulk. Well, he was. He was, <laughs> he was just in Scorpion King Four. <laughs> he's been and in who a saw that movie? Don't with the problem is no I can't. Hear, I can't hear the roles coming to me. Um, I don't have my, I have my phone on vibrate. <laughs> I could be the biggest star ever, but I just don't hear the voice. <laughs> I just can't hear the phone ring. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. It makes me giggle every time I try to. <laughs> the sad part is he doesn't know. <laughs> Who's going to tell? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. won't listen anyway. Hello, hello this is Lou Ferrigno. I just heard your, t- I just heard your show. I mean, you know what they mean. I read the transcript. <laughs> and you were making fun of me. I did not find that funny. So, Lou Ferrigno, if you're listening, you can email Sean at Sean. What are deaf ears? All right. Let's uh, move on. We're going to hell. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So, what do you got coming out? Uh, yeah. I mean, now, if- I, I know I probably missed a lot because I kind of went more the geek way on, on picking – DVD releases for releases of the week. Here. Okay, you just didn't go with what's coming out. Well, yeah, I did, but uh, you okay, know, well, there's probably you... more on the list that you're going to mention that I won't have on my list. Honestly, I can only think of two movies that are on this list that I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't put them on there. Okay, I, I'll be honest. So go ahead. I'm okay. not going to be like going, oh my god, Ed, how could you miss God? You know, like, well, any, the... any like. Mission Impossible. There it is. Yeah, the quadrilogy is, of course, the if, number one pick. You know, of, if you of didn't the week. have that on the list, I'd be like. Are you blind? Yes. Yeah. You know, so that I, was the number one pick. I, I'd be like, okay, I can kind of understand why you wouldn't put that on the list because it's been out for years. Yes, now. yeah, right, yeah. They, they're they, just they're just repackaging because you have Mission Impossible well, five. five coming out yeah. this year. We all know that trick. All right, next is the Fisher King. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's a good, very good movie. There, speaking of Robin Williams being crazy, yeah, and Jeff Bridges, and and again, that's where the meme comes, where him all hair is all messed up. He's like Terminator. Jurassic Park, Star Wars, Man Max. What year is it? Because it's from that. It's it's. He's got that hair and that look. I love that movie. All right. Yes, and it's it's the Criterion Collection. Ooh. That's that means something, Ed. Yes, it does. That it means that somebody, a group of white people, rich white people, figured out that this movie deserves to be nominated or in the special edition, which means you get a shit ton of extra stuff. So go pick that up. I am, Ed. All right. Stop twisting my arm. (laughs) The Island of Dr. Moreau, the original 
is coming out on Blu-ray. I never saw it. I think my I mom did. You saw ever? It. You ever see any of them? I saw the remake. Okay, that's, I saw that's that. That's what I saw. I've saw the original. I've I've seen I the, the I've seen the, re, I've <laughs> seen the, the remake. Of, or the yeah. the that train wreck of a movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I will mean, never see that again. You can't. You can't unsee that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's always embedded in your brain, no matter how you try. Shut up! I've never seen it, and Robin Williams is still alive. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay. Let me live in my fantasy world. I mean, the only thing I really liked about that movie was uh, what's your name, uh, Feruza Balak. Feruza Balak. Balak, whatever. Yeah. She plays a little of the cat chick, and I'm like, yeah. that's perfect casting because those fucking eyes pure right through your soul. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So I never saw the original. What did you think of the original? Like, I mean, for the for, for what it was, and I was a kid when I saw it, it was very kind of scary, so it was good in that sense. Now, I'd probably see it as an adult and be like, ah, you know, I could just appreciate it for being something part of history. Okay. I mean, I don't know. How was it, like, I guess, you know, special effects-wise? Because trying to look for it. A... It was very low end. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's all makeup. I gotta be honest. I do like that cover art with the chick turning into the, t- the tiger. Tiger, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Tromeo and Juliet is coming out from Troma Pictures. Okay. So if any of you Troma fans out there, it's coming out this week. All right. Young Hercules, the complete series is coming out. Oh my God. I forgot they made that show. Yes. <laughs> so now... Right now someone going, how could you forget that? That show was awesome. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that person is sitting in their basement. Ryan Gosling from the notebook was Hercules. Oh. Yes. Oh so wow. that might be worth picking up now. If uh, you're a Ryan Gosling fan. Hey, you know what? I heard this interesting story. Um, I was listening to um, one of Kevin Smith's. It was um, Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. And there was a guy who made all these videos of Ryan Gosling won't eat his cereal. You know, it was a video that, that you every time Ryan Gosling was like, this guy would have like the spoon. And it was always at the time of Ryan he, Gosling would like kind of turn and look away. Yeah. I'll show you this like, during break. But the guy recently passed away. And Ryan Gosling, who knew about this video and, you know, didn't do anything, when he found out, he actually made a video because this guy was doing, like, like, like almost decades, this, this stupid little project he was just to make himself laugh. Ryan Gosling found out about it, filmed himself eating cereal so that there could be an end to this guy's video. Ah, oh, that's Aww. nice. I was like, there you go, nice way. I'll right. find it interesting, but it was nice. Oh, all right. All I'll, right. I'll, uh... I'll show you the video. <laughs> <laughs> the video itself of Ryan Gosling not eating cereal is funny as hell. Okay. It's a stupid little joke that makes me giggle every fucking time. <laughs> all right. Mythbusters Collection 12 is coming out. So all you Mythbusters fans that like to collect the DVDs and Blu-rays, there you go. All right. And that's all I have for releases of the week what? in terms of video, uh, TV, and uh, movies. So if there's any you'd like to add, my honorable mention. I have an honorable mention. Yes. Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers. Yes. I it, was thinking about that one, but I was like, I don't it's know. It's been out for a while, yeah. but it's got the, um, I'm going to say the uh, Scream, um, the, the, the Scream, the Shout Factory treatment. Yeah. Um, it's six full men, full moon, no chance. It's basically a werewolf movie, mm-hmm. but it's it's from like, here it is. Um, a group of soldiers dispatched to the Scottish Highlands on special training maneuvers face their biggest fears after they run into Captain Ryan. The only survivor of a special ops team that was literally torn to pieces. Ryan refused to disclose his mission, even though whoever attacked his men might be hungry for seconds. Help arrives in the form of a local girl who shelters them in a deserted farmhouse deep in the forest. But when they realize that they are surrounded by a pack of bloodlusting werewolves, it apparent that their nightmare has just begun. All right. I, this, it is so good of a movie. 
Like, I remember, like, my sister was going through that phase. She always loved horror movies, and she loves werewolf movies. And I saw that this was a werewolf movie. Knew nothing about it. And because, of, you know, it's it's a far, technically a foreign film. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, mm-hmm. and we watched it, and we sat on, like, the edge of our seat kind of going, oh, my God, this is, like, the best movie ever. Because it does come, there's, like, a lot of, like, coming out of nowhere stuff. And it's, it's like you don't know what's going on, and you're literally stuck in this house while there's a pack of werewolves trying to get into this house. And it's like werewolves versus soldiers. And they're not even like seasoned soldiers. They're just going on training. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was like literally down. And the transformation between man and werewolf was good. And Mm -hmm. this to me, if you're a horror fan, this is this. If you've never seen this movie, you're doing yourself a disservice because this is an excellent movie. One that I already own on Mm Blu-ray. But I am going to pick that copy up because I know the Shout Factory does awesome collector's edition stuff. All right. So there you go. That's my pick of the week. All what? right. Woo. How about you, Eric? Anything you like to add? No. I, I mean, I was looking. There's a couple, like, um, old horror movies that I'd probably check out. But mm-hmm. I don't know that I would add them to my collection. <laughs> like, Satan's Wife and uh, yes! Jack the Ripper. Yes. Ooh. They look like they might be interesting, but I, I'd want to see them before, you know, or maybe if I found them in the $5 bin or something. There you go. Nice price. Yeah. So should we move on to video games then? Yeah, sure. Yes. All right. There's only one game. There's only one that matters. Only one that matters. Final Fantasy XIV Heaven's Sword by Square Enix for what? the PS3, PS4, PC. No, that's not the one? Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, 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 right. Here you go. Here you go. Ride by Namco Bandai Games <laughs> for the PS4 and Xbox One. That's the one you're thinking what? of. No? No. No? What's it? Oh, well, no, there is another one. I'm sorry. Batman Arkham Knight by Harm. Ding, Har- ding, ding, Har- ding, ding. Yes, ding. that's the one for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, I'm going to say it's a toss-up because if you're an RPG fan. Um, Between the- Final Fantasy and Batman. Well, the Final Fantasy one actually is a big deal because it is um, – Part of their, it's the first expansion pack for their A Realm Reborn yeah. MMO. Uh, I, I, again, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, buy this and pay to play it. Mm. I can't really get behind, like a couple. Can't get behind that. Yeah, a couple people from work love it and they're <laughs> deeply into it. Yeah, me, I'm all about Batman. You know that. I'm like, <laughs> I need a lone vigilante. Lone yeah. vigilante. It's not really Batman. It's Harley Quinn. It's just a <laughs> he has to stoop Batman to get to Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yes, I'm uh, into it for Batman. You know, so I mean, it's it's. I will definitely have my review next week if I decide to show up for the show. I might be knee deep in villainy, villainy, and Gotham in other City. words, we are not seeing him for the next three months. No, <laughs> if he, he'll come in and be like. I beat it. <laughs> you won't believe it. I beat it in two days. That's quite possible. And I worked <laughs> yeah. in between. I was sick for one of those days. <laughs> um, I like. I don't. I don't see the campaign being like a super huge campaign. Right. Maybe it is because Rockstar is kind of going out with a bang because they say this is the last in the Batman series. So they might, and you know, with the whole driving the Batmobile, the city is supposed to be like four times the size of Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, not Arkham Knight, um, Arkham City, right. which was a big game in itself. I don't know. I mean, it could be a short game, could be a real long game. I don't, I don't see, you know, like, I could see maybe like 40 hours. Okay. I could probably finish it in a week. If I really, if I dedicated five hours a day like I did Jurassic World, 
Yeah, I probably could. I, I could see you spending more than five hours a day. <clears throat> oh, probably. Because, I mean, Jurassic World versus Batman. Well, there's going to be times, like, don't get me wrong, I wasn't playing for exactly five hours a day every day. Straight, when, right. Straight. I mean, there were days where it's like, um, like Saturday, here's a good example. Saturday, I woke up at 8 o'clock just to find that one brick, and I think I finished it, like, I finally found it in, like, 3 in the afternoon. Okay. So from 8 to 3 in the afternoon. Seven hours. Seven hours. All I was doing was playing Lego Jurassic World. Now, in all fairness, it wasn't seven straight hours. It was, hey, I'm playing for like two hours. I'm going to go have a smoke or I'm going to go have something to eat. You know, yeah. or I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Yeah, you know, like, so maybe out of that seven solid seven hours, maybe five of it was actual gameplay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm seeing more of, Dad, <laughs> Hot Pockets. <laughs> 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 Still, Troll never leaves his hands. No. And then he's like, He's like, oh, wait, I, I think I can work my way through. He runs to the bathroom. <laughs> he, he drops does. his drawer. If I do with a hula shake. And it, then... <laughs> it is a wireless. It is a wireless. When he, drink, when he drinks, he bites the cup of his lip and tries yeah. to tilt he it in. Takes a whiz. Then he goes, reaches up with his foot <laughs> and flushes. And then he just walks back with his, with his <laughs> <laughs> short ankles. And then he's, he pauses for a split second so he can raise his shorts up so he can sit down. Like, Not at all. Oh Not. Not at all. <laughs> um, this one though, does pose a bit of a, of a like I am thinking about getting the season pass. Yeah, it's forty dollars. You know, it's, which is really expensive for a season. That is high. It's high, but it, it they say you're, you get to play as Batgirl, like her, from her storyline. And in the Arkham Knight series, and you know, in the Arkham Asylum series, she's Oracle. She's not Batgirl. So you're going to get to see, like, what. I continue. I'm just, I was just laughing because of the old Oracle thing. It was just like, it's like that, exciting, exciting gameplay. It's a wheelchair. <laughs> it's a girl in a wheelchair. Yeah. Click. Batman. There's Batman. there's back. Hold on. On D Street. Let, let me get down there quick. <laughs> Damn it, the elevator's out. Who you got to take the stairs? Damn, these villains live in a non handicap accessible place. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Joker, <laughs> your hideout is not ADA compliant. <clears throat> That's what they get him on. It's like, how do you call it? <laughs> like you get him got, on a technicality. Yeah, like how they got Capone on the tax evasion. <laughs> yeah. They get Joker because his, his HQ is not up to code. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that brings him down. The most thrilling Batman of them all. <laughs> Even Batman scratching his head going. Why the fuck did I even think of that? <laughs> <coughs> it took this wheelchair chick. <laughs> Good one. <coughs> so, uh, I mean, but it's but it's also supposed to guarantee like six months worth of content. Like they're gonna, it's not gonna be just like here, here's the, the here's the season pass, and now you have to wait x amount of months before we actually put something out okay. it, it it seems like if they're going to go the same way that the guys from uh, witcher 3 did mm. it seems like every week they're putting out some like bonus stuff and it's not like oh my god it's amazing it's more like hey here's like an extra skin for so-and-so or here's like a little mini adventure that you can go on if you're bored with everything else okay like I, the last update i got was there's this card game in in witcher which i know like hey i'm playing a video game where i play cards and like <laughs> magic the gathering kind of um they gave you a <laughs> see which virgin wins. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna pull out my Witcher card and we're just gonna play in the first one to win two rounds is the winner. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's there's dragons and, and stuff that can be killed out of No, it's it's a championship. 
<laughs> there actually is a, a Geralt championship in the game where you have to, you know, it's one of the missions. Really? But, like I said, it's his card game, and one of the upgrades that they gave me, like one of the free DLCs, was uh, new skins for the cards, because and the card has a hero, and they gave him, like, different outfits. I'm just going, well, it's kind of silly, but it's free. What the fuck? Who cares? Yeah, like, you know? yeah. So, uh, yeah, all right. Well, uh, yeah, so next week I should have my... Uh, I might have a few pictures, like to post, like probably, like <laughs> there I am. <laughs> you see me slumped over the chair, no, unshaven, um, drooling, no. with the stuck in his beard. I'm gonna have the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool pose, <laughs> except I'm gonna be naked, and the PS4 will be right where my cock's at. <laughs> just like, you know, just have it stand this up. This may be my last show. <laughs> <laughs> just have it stand up, you know. And you're... why cover something so small with something so big? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a phone call from my girl. <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> so, I am a, a so, I mean, uh, you know, we'll see what the game... I'll obviously have my review on of the game. Yeah. Yeah, so look for that. All right, awesome. All right, we'll see. we take a break. Come back, get some nerd news in. Sounds awesome. Get some of that E3 talk. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll be right back, folks. And we're back. Hi, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, let us know... How you feel about these picks. You know, you can do so by emailing Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. I'll get to it. Or <laughs> <laughs> you can email Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or maybe you can email Erica at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. After you do that, you can tune in on Sunday nights from 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, Tune in and iHeartRadio to see if maybe if we answer your email. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. And while you're at it, go to Facebook, type in Geeksters Radio. You'll see our Facebook page. Hit the little like button. And, you know, while you're at it, hit the about button so you can show your friends, you know, where they can download their version of the show. Besides wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes. Pretty much. And then now sit back and relax while you're waiting for part three to load up. Because in part three, we bring you nerd news, mostly around uh, the E3 that happened this past week. Ed talks video games, consoles, Desperation X, <laughs> you know, things of that nature. All right. So uh, see you in episode three, folks. Bye. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.